mystery and horror, the air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make. Well, hello, all you monster fiends, and thank you for joining us for another deep dive, factoid-filled episode exploring Hollywood's most famous monsters. I am your mistress of mistress of ceremonies, Sam. <laughs> Such a goofy laugh. And join with, join with me, join with me, join with me, as always, Dan from Bleeding Mothers. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. I'm That's joined like with Sammy. Like joined, with, joined with me. Because <laughs> we've just been talking about Midnight Mass. Joined with me, Dan. <laughs> God. Oh, we're not even down the like religious route tonight. <laughs> Amen. I was thinking more come by arm itself, like just given that we are going to camp. Oh, that work. Yeah. We are going to camp. We are going to <gasps> sleep away camp. One of, if not my one of my favorite slasher movies of all time. I effing love this movie. Shouldn't at all. But I do. So I'll get the disclaimer out of the way with, and then I can tell you all about why I love sleep wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group, the comment section of the Discord, and we can have an open discussion. <gasps> what we won't have. Is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong? We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism don't be a dick there you go dan's contribution to the disclaimer don't be a dick yes short <laughs> and sweet short and sweet just like you oh <laughs> i was gonna say unlike me the short bit is right <laughs> not the sweet i'm bitter like my coffee <laughs> no that's not true <laughs> uh, so sleepaway camp from 1983 a franchise that consists of five movies, yeah. one of which never actually fully got completed. It is a perfect place. I know. <laughs> it is a perfect place to die as we bring you Sleep Awake. Night, night. Night, night, indeed. My goodness. If anyone has seen Sleep Awake Camp, you're probably laughing at the fact that one, we're doing this episode, and two, why it's one of my favorites because and it's a film sammy's seen <laughs> who knew <laughs> who knew <laughs> Who knew? it's a film i have seen and paul hasn't i know i was gonna pull no. the face then but i thought no I'll wait oh god actually <laughs> i think that's Trauma. mine that's mine after the 24 hour live stream just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sleepaway Camp is an absolute 80s slasher classic. So it was there. It's, it was definitely there. I had the pleasure of going and seeing this on the big screen on Friday the 13th, which is why I couldn't join the live chat when our Jason episode aired. I was there with the podcast um, The Evolution of Horror, which is fantastic, by the way. Really in-depthy look into horror and it kind of like tries to stick to a genre or even a timeline it's so good 
so so good um but the, <laughs> the experience was something else because i didn't expect to be in a room with people who hadn't actually seen it hmm. like if you're going to see sleepaway camp you're going because you know you this know. movie <laughs> you know you know what is to be expected yes um but uh, half the cinema half the cinema full house complete full house half the cinema hadn't seen it it's a shocker to me i mean i know <sighs> sleepaway camp is would you say it was classed as a b movie or is it a, i would say a cult movie now but when it was made was it one of those potentially given the 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 quality of it potentially yeah. it was I made 350k in 1983 which is the equivalent to about a million now so that's it it's, it's it's only one location as well mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i'm getting flashbacks of the film in me <laughs> oh god if you've not seen Sleepaway Camp, you don't have to do what I did and pay £15 for the privilege to go and watch it in the cinema. You can actually watch it on YouTube for absolutely fuck all. Yes. It's also That's on how Prime, good it is. But, is know, it? Yeah. Oh. Three quid, I think it is. Three quid I on Prime. Go to YouTube and watch it for now. Yeah. I was. I really wanted to see it. It's it, a film that... Because um, I saw Star Wars... 40th anniversary this year of Return of the Jedi and I thought brilliant this is 40 year old this year I'm 40 this year like that was just it was all nicely timed um but it was such an experience watching it on the big screen and I forgot how short it was yeah it's not the longest of films no and they didn't take a lot of cuts as well the the, the editors didn't do a lot of cutting on it as well because um they felt that everything that was in there was needed to mm. portray that to get to where you need to get to um and even they didn't care about the the rating system they weren't <laughs> fucked I'm at all not fucking um, surprised. <laughs> they weren't fucked at all about whether it got a is it an nc nc17 or yeah you know they get their really high rating which is usually a death knell in the in the box office for horror movies or movies as 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 a whole mm-hmm. because obviously it limits the amount of people that can come and see it but uh or is it an r-rated i don't know whether it went beyond see yeah like just don't watch that's what i had on there just do not actually do watch it um so just to give you an idea because it does come at the time of like you've got your your michaels your your jasons and then you felice felissa felissa rose yeah felissa i think Felissa. felicia or her screen name angela Angela. Angela. Now the so the whole film is centered around a camp, which actually was pointed out to us. I'm not I am not clever enough to have thought this by myself. First time you see a camp in horror where children are there. True. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. counselors. It's always adults. It was actual children there. It was something to do because I saw a documentary about it about this film. And the guy that was the, I think he was the director or writer, I can't remember, one of one of them, one and the same. He was saying that he wanted children to be children. He didn't mm-hmm. want to have 24-year-old, 15-year-olds. He said it just doesn't work. For, it didn't work for him. Hence why when Felissa was cast in the role, mm-hmm. she was only 13 years old. 
Yeah, and she had her mother there with her every day. There were certain things that they actually wanted to push Felicity to do as a 13-year-old, and her mother was big mama bear who went, fuck no. Yeah, they wouldn't let her use her hands in the scenes. Mm -hmm. So all the scenes you see is actually the kid that played Ricky. Yes. It's all his hands and and, because they wanted to give a different thought process behind it. The whole film is... The start of the film, you have a dad, dad and two kids. Two dads. Two dads. Yeah, because it was a progressive so, film at the beginning because they had a gay couple in 1983, which is something that you didn't see a lot of in movies full stop back then. Plus, see, that, we didn't get that because it's so weird. The scene that you have, the flashback scene later on, where you see the two of them in bed together, yeah. it's like almost they like, they just found them in that position and it's like oh what dad him (laughs) but that would make sense yeah because the other dad's reaction is the most funniest fucking thing i have ever seen he just stands there and goes (laughs) which is a running theme with this film actually it is um uh... so yeah you've got dads but you've got one in the water and two kids yeah Got the greatest speedboard. <laughs> oh my god. Um girl on a speedboard being dragged at the back. Um speedboard I don't know how they did. I don't know. It's very easily avoidable. Accident. Very, very easy. But big accident happens. Um <laughs> the girl at the end on the on the fucking the on the back of the board, she earned that paycheck. That's screaming, help the children, they need to help the children. That was, uh, uh, I mean, overacting may be accused of in that situation, but, you know. You think she got paid by the word? Yes, 100%. (laughs) 100%. And so, yeah, big massive accident happens. And then we kind of like skip forward into camp life. Crazy Aunt uh, Martha, is it? Aunt Martha? Oh, uh, yeah, God. I think it is Aunt Martha. I've got uh, the cast here because I couldn't be asked to write them all down. Where I'm pretty is... sure. Yes, Aunt Martha. That woman, Desiree Gold, is an absolute fucking treasure. She's she... a loony tune of the highest order in this movie. Wasn't that nice of me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like cold, psychotic. She, to me, if you were to ask me the question, who's the monster in this movie? Her. Yes. She bred. Crazy. The, she she bred the crazy, yeah. Um, oh, she, she gave me the heebie-jeebies. I, I couldn't work out when I first saw it if she was, like, remembering her being over the top or these flashbacks were actual flashbacks of how we're supposed to know that this woman is as nuts as she is so it took me a little while to click that it wasn't like uh angela's memory of her it is it was actually actually her her. yeah Yeah, i get what i i get what you mean i think it is actually her but the whole the the the, i tied a ribbon around my finger so i wouldn't forget Mm, wasn't that good of me i just fuck i love her (laughs) sorry i will laugh consistently through this episode i'm not gonna lie because a it lot. is an absolute <laughs> belly tickle. So yeah, crazy, crazy Anson's cousin Angela Ricky. and her, her son Ricky. Yeah, off to camp. 
Um, and it is just like it, it just looks normal camp, like a camp style. But what gets me is the kid range. So you've got like Ricky and Angela, yes, they look like normal age and a bit younger yeah. than them, normal age for being a camp at a summer camp in America. Why the fuck do we have 40 year olds and 30 year olds kicking about? Them older boys looked really fucking old. Which was something that I, when I saw, when I saw the documentary and he was saying, yeah, I want the kids to look like kids. I thought, well, that wasn't all your choice, clearly, because there is a yeah. lot of adult looking people. Was, I, mean, I mean, I think Judy was 20. She fucking looks 40. Like, she, yeah, she was, she was she's 20 so when she did weird. It. She's tiny. Mm. She's she's small figured, like small in size, small, very petite figured. Um, but her face tells her age. Yeah. And she pulls some of the greatest facial expressions I have ever seen. Um, but oh, what do I was going to the, the fashion. Uh, the, fa the fashion. 80s chic. The tank tops. <laughs> I still don't understand this, right? I was having this conversation with Rob because we were watching the new VHS 85. Amazing. And I'm not going to spoil it, but there is an 80, obviously being 85 mm -hmm. fashion. And there again is the sports shorts with the men in crop tops. And I said to Rob, never in my life. I was born and raised in the 80s. I'm from a generation of 80s children. I don't think that looked caught on over here, did it? Like, no. I don't remember seeing anyone walking the streets in crop top sweaters and like running shorts full on midriff regardless of how hairy they are yeah. full on midriff with the tightest of tight <laughs> shorts my god um, I, just, I don't I, I just don't recall it and i feel like it's been made up from horror tropes now but I, i'm sure it was fashionable in america i just uh, it's I don't gotta recall be it being a thing nah. when <laughs> i was growing up i mean i'm from the north so in a fucking way that was happening up here. It was too fucking cold. <laughs> Minus 15 still got their shorts on. That is very true. And um, with their tops off. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Um, but yeah, the fashion was a choice. Um, mm. Girl fashion was actually totally fine. But boy fashion, wow. Big, massive choices in that one. Um, but there was, so you get to meet the camp counsellors, you get to meet the children. One of the camp counsellors I really fucking like. His acting is something to be questioned, but character-wise, I genuinely liked him. He genuinely cared. The guy in the red Ronnie? shorts, Ronnie. Yeah, he yeah. was just he like he genuinely cared about Angela because Angela's a very quiet person. She doesn't like she doesn't speak. It's fucking hilarious when people are shouting at her, going, "Why don't you speak?" And she's just <laughs> well, her first word comes thirty-one minutes into the movie. She does not speak a word until 31 minutes in. Because she just stares at people for 31 minutes. But she, they literally... Like, these big, massive fucking eyes. Michaela actually turned around and said, does she talk in this point? I generally don't know at this point. <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like she does, but she's really not proven that right now. No, in her audition, he had her sit there and do that scene where, you know, when she's not eating the chocolate bar... But she's eating she's, the chocolate bar. It's like and here. It, and but she's pretending to eat it and chew it mm -hmm. and she's just staring. And he had her do that for her audition. 
she's so good she is so good though so we get to meet angela we get to meet the kids we get to meet the camp counselors we get to meet the staff oh now please can we have a word about just a small one about the casting choices plus the what the fuck were they thinking when they wrote those parts <laughs> right <laughs> hold on to your seats people yeah because this is about to take a turn that oh, yeah. horror has probably never done before never should do and should uh, never repeat yeah they cast a dying man because that's he died after this, he died shortly after this film yeah to play the camp leader like the owner who was having it off with an 18 year old is are we talking about mel here yes we fucking are mel who had the lips that just kept going that many a woman these days would be incredibly jealous of yes yeah he looked like you could stick him on a car window and he'd stay there you know like <laughs> there's a he-man figure with yeah, just, just the suck of it. <laughs> those garfields yes. that used to stick to the window yeah um Bro. yeah that was unsettling i mean yeah. firstly she, she loves to have him, a word with herself <laughs> she like... she she was a really pretty girl she's about 18 years old yeah and she is absolutely in love with them but it's not like the they're going off to like have these weird rendezvous they're like oh yes i'm gonna come to your house for dinner <laughs> civilized affair it's a civilized it is. affair but why wouldn't you cast a younger character like a younger actor to play that part that he was a was choice dying he I died think, yeah i think he, he didn't get to see the actual film in the cinema if i remember rightly he died in the august and it premiered in the november i think something like that something happened where he died before he the film three came months out, before the film release so yeah he died in the august yeah, yeah. so when he died a month I after that, i was born <laughs> i was just like woof I mean, can we talk about the fact that the the uh, not the main chef, but <laughs> the under chef? Oh God! Can yeah. we talk about the fact that he is um, Darth Vader's dad, please? Yeah. When I found out Robert L. Jones was Ben, I didn't even twig it when I was watching it. But when I watched the documentary and they said, "Yes, this is James Earl." jones's father i was like i fucking knew i heard someone say that on friday someone turned around and went it's darfeda's dad now when yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. ben the not. chef yeah ben the chef is is james l jones's dad and i was just like ben ben the chef who for a couple of extra quid will forget the fact that his <laughs> boss was a peddler <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> let's talk about ah! it so in this movie <laughs> this is the bit where it should never be repeated again what the fuck were they thinking it's one of their choice. main characters main characters one of their it's actually one of the first kills yeah the chef is a walking talking breathing pedalo mm -hmm. he, he goes he goes full on in the in the story in the food closet doesn't he, he goes full yeah. on and he, on. he probably only about maybe 12 to 15 minutes in at that point i think so yeah. this happened like, people you're having that now we're yes. we're setting this tone oh now. it's what he says when they're walking through oh god right i'm going to repeat it because it's from the film but i'm going to cringe as i'm saying it when he says they are premier looking meat do you know Ooh. what we call them back at home 
baldies. <laughs> Just hold that for a minute. No, I will not. Be gone. Take that out of my brain. Oh, God. Yes, one of my favourite horror movies as a fucking peddler, as the main character, as one of the main cast members, one of the main characters. I mean, he's not in real life. I fucking hope not. But they made a choice that the chef in a child's fucking camp would be this kind of person. And the whole staff know about him. Yeah, and they just and made for an a couple of extra it, quid. Well, shut the fuck up when he dies. <laughs> some of the some of the death scenes man this is for starters so these fucking awful cretin of a man um tries it on with angela yeah and obviously fucking dies not long after that <laughs> well ricky catches him doesn't yeah he? ricky Rick and then ronnie um, I think it's oh, fucking Ricky is probably one of my favorite characters. I fucking love the sass on that boy. I love <laughs> how he's not fucking scared. Um, what does he say to one of the guys? One of the guys shouts him, Eat shit and die, Ricky. He's good, eat shit and live. <laughs> oh, he's um, oh, I love him. Yeah, that they go full on in that scene. Yeah, and then I think it cuts to him standing on a stool or something because standing on a, a chair on, yeah on a on, no it's ladders he's standing oh, that's so it. he's a big massive pot yeah and he needs now excuse me firstly mm -hmm. where the fuck do you buy a pot that fucking big that you can fit a human stand in it the i've never seen a pot that big in my life the, the big giant pot stock <laughs> like but jesus i feel like this death it could have been very much avoided if he just stepped down or like so he's standing on this he's standing on this like ladder or step or something it's ladders because he's already gripped here or is he gripped i there? think he he's goes gripped, to like that reach the uh -huh. shelf isn't it yeah. yeah he reaches up yeah that's right so he's standing on a chair which tilts he's yeah that's right and he grabs a hold of it he could have quite easily just fucking like he didn't need to like fall onto the the pot that fell onto him and boiled him but how long was that camera on him while he was screaming that's the one thing you can take away from this movie it is for all it's a, a quick one not a, it's not a long movie but the the pace of it is so fucking slow yeah everything is a slow reaction and you are there for quite some time on this man who he fucking deserves it yes. and more but yeah you're on that you're on him boiling and bubbling away because <laughs> you do you just see this little hand or set two hands come out of nowhere and pull the chair don't you or tip yeah. the chair or something I um, quite easily stepped off the chair he was an adult don't be silly <laughs> and then he drags the pot on him and he coats himself technically he killed himself he did um fucking idiot but yeah fucking yeah yeah but as mel mel bribes the staff like because mel's a mel's the guy from um jaws he's the mayor who doesn't want the camp to like the beach to be closed down he doesn't Pretty want much, the camp yeah. to be closed down and he bribes the staff listen for a couple of extra pounds let's forget this ever happened and it's like yeah let's also forget what he did for just a few more pounds. it was literally there was nothing it was 15 pound an hour you couldn't fucking pay me that yeah. at all no I can't be I, bought like that. <laughs> nah, I mean that, that was a bold choice to have so early in the movie, like the pedlo scene. But then you get the comeuppance really quickly, mm. so it's like boom, boom, and then you're like, boom. ha, 
<laughs> so you've you've kind of like spoiler alert it was angela <laughs> you kind of got you, you you don't you don't really have your suspicions with her at all no, to no. start with um and even i don't have them with ricky and the no. the problem i have with this movie is it is brought up on every because it it does have a massive fucking twist at the end yes um, which I am going to fucking quite gladly ruin for you, <laughs> in a way, um, later on. But it's brought up on every fucking horror list of big, massive twists. Yeah, so I mean, I they did knew. a good job. They did, they did. But I, oh, I knew who the killer was and the the secret at the end. See, before I, I even saw it. I yeah, uh, because you've been told, was it? Mm. Or because you just knew it. I, I just saw it. I'd seen it on yeah. so many lists of this is one of the most right. fucked up movies we've ever seen. Look at the big fucking... And it doesn't have any gore in it. Yeah, because of the age of a lot of the younger kids, they couldn't... Because they were yeah. under 18, the studio couldn't ensure certain things, which was weird, but true. There's a kill I'll get to later that I actually when I was re-watching it on Friday, I completely forgot it took place. And it, it actually shocked us to me, Cole. Um, but the second kill, can't think who that was now. Um, Who's died next? Because everyone I, dies I, for a reason. I want to say it's Meg. Meg. Um, In the, the beautiful 18-year-old that is seeing the platypus-lipped car Garfield sticker suction pad that he is mel um and when i say when we say mel we're talking about he is now bearing in mind this is 80s time so he probably was only in his 30s but <laughs> he looks like he was in his 60s now i'm all up for age gaps but hey, there's you do you but fuck me 18 to about 67 year old no. no this was a this was a choice as well with mm. the writers um why so, do you think that customer's okay? It would have been fine if he were younger. Well, this was the thing as well, because the girl that played Meg was actually in one of those um, tea time. I, I, ha I didn't write it down which one it was, but you know, like they had the young and the restless. They had the. Oh, the bold uh, and beautiful. So yeah. All no. those like family type. You know what I mean? It, there was this. Yeah. She was a very wholesome character in um, the TV show she was in. Mm -hmm. And they cast her in this role. And it was just like, she turned up, apparently, Felisa said she turned up and uh, she came in a big limo because the studio had sent her in a limo because she oh was their God. baby, you know. She, and she literally isn't in it that long at all. No, she isn't. Um, she has a good good Angela, though, doesn't she? Why didn't you talk to me? <laughs> yeah, she tries to be her friend and then she just, it doesn't work and she gets really frustrated with her, doesn't she? She tries to talk to her normally and then nothing happens because she just stares at her like she does with everybody. and then. Meg does the shit with her, so yeah. And then Judy comes along with her fucking. <laughs> <laughs> there is one scene where she's watching Angela with this boy who's a friend with Ricky, and she's just—is that Paul? Mm -hmm. Oh, Paul. Um, Paul. Yeah, Paul, who did the dirty. But I will get to that. Um, but yeah, Meg's the next one. Meg is a Friday the Thirteenth murder. Is a Friday the Thirteenth death. In the shower. Oh, good, yeah. In the shower. Knife in the back. But 
the thing that I found weird was how thin were those bathroom walls <laughs> that's what that's what you found weird apart from that Meg showering and going <laughs> she's not actually physically touching herself she's not touching herself she's got nothing in her hands but she's like fiddling all over the place and she, you found the door again. weird she's, she's fucking doing something she's literally she's not even touching herself <laughs> while she's showering i didn't even notice i've got to be honest i was just so taken aback by the fact that a kid was supposed to have punched a hole through a shower door with a big knife and at that precise time that she'd lent back. back she got her and i was just like fuck me that's a good shot that's fucking impressive do you know what i honestly would take that knife stab right in the back now because i have such a pain in the top part of my back that anytime i see a kill that involves a knife in the back i'm like oh fuck yes i do that like yes go on right now come on <laughs> fucking sort this pain out of my back um, am i right in saying he uh, angela drags it down like that yeah yeah every yeah that, that's what i mean that's why i felt like it was a very friday the 13th kill because it wasn't just a case of stab and done it was like a stab and drag yeah yeah that's that was it, it was in the shower as well yeah but i like the fact if i'm right didn't angela turn the shower off and turn the lights off after she'd done yeah. it as well yeah kind of half arsedly cleaned her knife she <laughs> she gets it in the water and she just goes yeah that'll do <laughs> that'll do yeah. um <laughs> fuck yeah so yeah meg's meg's bit the big one um yeah she and what did meg do oh yeah meg shouted at her um you've got to think everything that's been done to these people is because they have pissed one person off yeah so you see kind of a common theme um the next one is is it the jock you know in the, i think it might the, be the bees oh the bees the bees that is the most calmest kill <laughs> i have ever seen so a bunch of bees hung bees nest hung over a toilet seat that have had that yes the doors have been locked on the other side so yep. technically he would have had a struggle to get out but his feet do not move a fucking inch when them bees are attacking him like if if and then you saw it, it's pretty the the i've got to give the makeup guy props on the look yep. when the door finally opens and you get to see because it's pretty fucked up Yep. um but he does not move an inch i feel like he could have done more yes i mean the cubicle wasn't tiny there was a lot of flailing room yeah into there to but be had. his feet do that man you know <laughs> mine would be on the toilet trying to climb over the other side like I'll trying to kick the door kick down the door in yeah. yeah i'd be going fucking nuts but he yeah his character was funny though it was your typical 80s douchebag yeah he was uh, he was part of a little gang who no we've totally missed a death out the drowning the the boat yeah yeah the boat scene um the canoe where it goes under and he and he, he goes he goes under the canoe and he's singing he, he's just and then he's like listening to himself singing the echo he's just fucking singing away and then he dies <laughs> And then they go, oh, let's not let's not call anybody again, wasn't it? Mel was like, shh, we've got to keep this quiet. Yeah, we can't do anything the, again. The police are called yeah. at some point with a guy who has the best fake tash ever. <laughs> that is it's, awful. It's two brown pieces of sellotape stuck it down is. here. And I noticed that for the first time when I was watching the documentary because 
it they like I don't know whether the documentary was done in higher depth than the movie, but yeah. you could literally see the how square it was and how like <laughs> how like you could see the glue, which was weird because Ed French did an amazing job mm. on the special effects as a the, whole. The makeup then, is fantastic. <laughs> Apart from that tash. <laughs> so I've just I literally I was just scrolling there to find something. The police offer entering the rec hall at the end of the film wears a fake mustache. Fucking no. <laughs> and the reason behind it, he shaved off his actual mustache during the film and didn't have enough time to grow it back. Ah, so okay. don't have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Why does a policeman have to have a mustache? Because it's the eighties. Is that like the badge of honor for all eighties fucking law enforcement? Mustache, <laughs> mustache, and uh, aviators in the eighties. Oh my Standard. god! Yeah, he was a great one. So yeah, we missed the boat guy out, um, but he, he was part of this big fucking douchey group of typical eighties kids who just <laughs> the way they went on when they lost the um, the game. I like to call it rounders. They like to call it baseball. <laughs> um, <laughs> when they're playing baseball, how did they, they were kids? They were fully grown adults. Yeah. Fuck me. You can't tell me otherwise that they were not fully grown adults. Because they were. Um, so, yeah, the guy dies with the bees. The guy dies in the boat. And then um, we come to... We come is to it, my, is it Judy? I was going to say her arch nemesis. Angela's <gasps> arch nemesis. Judy, who's a fucking... Well, the best pain in the ass you ever want to come across. She kissed Paul, basically. From what I can remember... Her Paul and Angela were becoming very friendly. Angela quite liked Paul. Paul quite liked Angela. Then got Judy, out of her shell. yeah. Then Judy used her magical powers on uh, on Paul, and they had a kiss. Yeah. From what I remember. Now bear in mind, this is where it gets icky again. <laughs> Paul was only fifteen, and Judy oh. was twenty. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. See, this movie had just, yes, it reeks <laughs> of 80s. And yes, you can sit there and go, well, it was a different time. Like, and there's a lot of things you can say that with different time. But th no, this is just, not, this was wrong then. It's wrong now. It'll be wrong forever. Yes. That's wrong with a capital R. Yeah. But um, yeah, there was a five year age gap um, between Paul and Judy. But, um, yeah, so Angela finds out she's not happy about it. And she's fucking pissed. And she does the most drastic kill. I mean, this is, it, for the time, I'm guessing this was incredibly imaginative and quite explicit. And it takes you a second to realise. Where it's going. Where it's going. And <laughs> it's just like, nah. Nah, it's, it is. Oh, she, she did. did. <laughs> My favorite kill in horror history one really? it is my yeah it's my favorite because that curl and i went somewhere <laughs> and right up the wazoo in, what did i say in the podcast i went it went in one hole <laughs> yeah, it more than certainly did <laughs> oh, I absolutely it's one of my favorite yeah it is one of my favorite kills it's so creative she deserved it because she was a did she deserve it though because she was like well, technically a child <laughs> who wants their whispering eye curled with a curling eye and not me that's for sure no quote that. 
to quote Rome models, help it is high. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so creative. I oh. I have said it in the in a more vulgar way before, but I ain't gonna do that right no. now. We've, I do we've... swear, I do swear around here, but I do try to keep it a bit tasteful. <laughs> I mean, if we we could use obviously medical names, but I mean, where's the fun in that? Oh, um, exactly. And um, but yeah, it is. Judy gets, Judy gets it. She really gets it. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, Mel has found Meg's body. Yeah, and he's doing this amazing, amazing for your consideration, Oscar's <laughs> speech. <laughs> of how oh, i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him it's that ricky and he totally blames ricky he's got no evidence whatsoever but nope. blames this child for the murder of his 18 year old girlfriend oh come here i can't believe i'm saying that and um, bearing in mind there's like another 30 40 kids in this camp but no no just no, ricky just ricky. ricky but before meg got the chop the camp counselors um were dishing out the night's duties and one counselor got to take his now he had the younger the youngest of the group of children um to he had to go and take them camping for the night that's it yeah <sighs> hey this is and the bit i forgot there's about five or six of the kids wasn't there that that age they were very young yeah. but there wasn't very many yeah no but this is this is this is this is what made me go a bit cold i totally forgot about this bit this is grim this is the only thing we can think these kids did was kick sand at Angela. Yeah. Kick sand. <laughs> Angela's these... not in her right mind, though. So she there's... took a front to that. So there's five kids in total who yeah, have right. got to do this sleep sleepover. There's a hatchet on the ground. You've got to yeah. take that into account. And two kids during the night... How, brave, how, how amazing are these two? Just went, we can't do this and we want to go back and they start getting all fussy. And the camp counsellor, for all he's a bit sick of them, he still like recognises that they are children. And he's like, yes, of course, I'll take you back. And the other three are sleeping and he kind of like hesitates to like go. He kind of like goes back, walks away, goes back. And he they, he's like, I'll go. I'll go and take them. And then when he comes back, they were babies. They didn't well, deserve that. They are filling in their mince pie jackets, aren't they? They're like they it's fucking brutal. What what sleeping she... bags? They're still yeah. in them, and mm -hmm. and they're full of meat. Mm -hmm. Now, not children, just full no. of meat. No, she did a fucking number on them, and they didn't deserve it. And I totally forgot about them kills. That yeah, was they're, they're grouped horrific. into one big kill on on yeah. one on the one of the lists I, I got, but um yeah yeah not like for <laughs> i'm all right with a 30 year old playing a 15 year old <laughs> getting curling iron where it shouldn't go yeah. but don't you touch them kids in the sleep they were innocent they were just a fucking kick sand it was ridiculous it was a ridiculous reason given the other reasons were all geared towards something like yeah not brutal, but like almost like yeah, you can understand. I can't, actually, I can't understand. Can you understand really? Apart from the first one, the other ones really didn't deserve it. I mean, they were there for the. Sh this is a shock value 
kills movie so mm-hmm. n- there's no safe place you've got kids being killed like wee kids yeah. like tiny kids you've got curling irons going up your front bum you've got <laughs> you've got like people being stung to death by bees you know drowned mm. um and we'll be coming to the others in a bit but like no one's safe i think what they were trying to make a yeah point of angela yeah. just wasn't she wasn't compassionate at all she had no uh boundaries when it came to that's true which will all be explained very shortly <laughs> as to why um then you get mel is on a rampage for ricky he's after ricky's blood which will also remember that is angela's cousin yes and he finds him yes. and he does the donkey kong of all donkey kong kills he does he starts like he, he almost goes animalistic on him and he's like he, does. he just starts thumping him with both Beat hands yeah. beating him down he's a fucking child let's not forget this right he's tiny as well he's not the biggest he's not the tallest he's a tiny you know well-framed little boy um leaves him for dead in the forest doesn't he if i remember yeah right and he has a proper yeah. panic on and he's like what have i done <laughs> yeah what have you done what have you done been late um, now mate bit late now mel does mel bite the bullet yes he does he then goes back to the camp and he's looking around for something and um you see like this shimmer in the distance and then you see it's an arrow being turned like around and then yeah. next thing you know mel's got an arrow that's through his right throat. yeah that's right he has a kevin bacon death scene he does in a way yeah just reversed. Actually going in, just reversed um i've just read the wikipedia there on judy's death and it's like lit curl and iron oh yes it was still on because she was doing her hair wasn't she yeah <laughs> let's not forget again favorite death scene in horror book <laughs> at the same time oh and she was tiny too that would have like absolutely broke her in two <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i've ever laughed so uncomfortably <laughs> i'm still trying to work out though and and excuse my ignorance with this one but how did she die was it instant shock i mean i'd fucking die if it, that happened but like i, I get you that's not going to kill you it's not going to kill you you can pull it out yourself <laughs> it's not like it would fucking hurt oh god yeah I, i'm oh, not saying it I then, imagine, <laughs> then i imagine you can like you pass out and that and, uh, out of the pain but i'm just like how did you kill her unless she didn't die and she just hang on she's on the list of deaths so yeah it's just honestly it just says that julie is killed by her vaginal penetrated with a lit curling iron <laughs> she must have so, rammed it up there quite far that's all i'm gonna say because i can't work out in she must have know, got to come out of her mouth yes she fed her for ah. breakfast she reverse fed her breakfast yeah <laughs> reverse fed her a curl and iron oh um so we've had mel die the four the kids end. with the hatchet four kids, four with, kids hatchet, with the hatchet mel, mel. iron the meg's back split open with the knife stung to death by bees and Dying drowned aboard. in a lake yeah yeah which leaves us with the final kill the final one pretty so, sure about 
Yeah, so we have a flashback scene. Um, yes. We go back, if we go back to the beginning, the two children that were on a boat, we forgot to mention were brother and sister. Angela and Peter. Angela and Peter. So Angela is part of the accident that happened. Um, and you get to see a very strange scene between what I now believe is the two dads. I don't, under, there's no reason for that no. scene. If two, and I don't get as I don't care, but in the context of the film, it doesn't make sense for it to be there. Two men in bed and two kids watching. I think what they were trying to get at, and I dad was gay. Well, there is that, <laughs> but back then there was this weird narrative that still kind of lingers now when it comes to gay couples and how it affects their children and all that bullshittery that is absolute fucking nonsense may i say mm -hmm. and uh if you believe that parents that are gay in any way can confuse a child get in the bin honestly get in the fucking bin seriously get i don't want to hear it for sure. <laughs> off you go trot along never mind i know many a gay couple that have bought very intelligent very well educated very very highly functioning sociable children that absolutely know the right from wrong they are more they, they're just pleasures to be around and i'm not someone who likes kids so we'll just leave it at that but i feel I, like they were trying to the, feed that I narrative think the pennies just dropped yeah i think the pennies yeah. just dropped with the fact that, of what actually happened to they actually came from a very loving home yes it wasn't them who created this it was that it was aunt maud or may or Maud, may. martha martha martha, martha. yeah it'll come crazy. down to martha because martha wanted what she wanted she did so we see we don't sit we we find out that one child survived yeah um and that one child was was peter. it was peter, peter. It was Peter. Peter was the child who survived. Angela died along with her father. Mm -hmm. And Peter was the one who was taken in by his fucking crazy batshit, batshit crazy auntie. <laughs> and who said, oh, no, another boy will not do. It simply will not do. No. And she made Peter into Angela. Now, there is a lot of controversy yes. over this point. Um, because it's... <laughs> Once you find out that... Peter is then transitioned into Angela um, and Angela goes on her killing spree. Yeah. It's put into question over the transitioning part of the transgender part being that, oh, well, they only did it because they, do you know, there's so yeah. much controversy around it. I generally don't think no. that is no. where it was. I think it was trying to get one message across and not the other because the other at the time think of the time yeah didn't have a conversation about it uh -uh. it wasn't mm. it wasn't something that you talked about back then it wasn't no. something that was admitted to in a family environment let alone in in, in a in a um a social setting or a or mm -hmm. a, even in a bigger setting than that it was and forgive the pun but you were in the closet with that kind of thing back then yeah um so i 
I saw a lot of like little YouTube videos and stories and articles that come from the transgender community with regards to this movie. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them love this film for what it did for, uh, to show that it's not just um, them pushing, you know, that they, you have that thing where the, the mainstream media will have you believe that they're pushing narratives, the transgender community. Mm-hmm. This they love this film because it shows that it wasn't because Peter became Angela. It was because Martha made Angela the monster she is, and yeah. she forced the transition upon That's Angela. It. That's exactly it. And that made Angela angry because Angela never got to re- adjust to the fact that a she'd lost Peter had lost his sister Angela mm-hmm. and his father, and then. All of a sudden, he's staying with his weird fucking aunt that's making him wear dresses and calling him Angela all of a sudden. And then he doesn't know which way's up, down, around the corner. Even his cousin Ricky knows. He must know. He has to know. Oh, does he? That's the the terrifying part of Martha. She could have quite easily... Because when when Peter is brought to the house, he's wearing a head bandage now right. there is um there is a scene to throw you off and i think it's judy's death scene because right. the lights are out and judy so the door opens and there's a figure at the door yeah. and it's actually ricky yeah because they do want to throw you off with who it is um but i, I generally don't think ricky knew i think he thought yeah. it was angela well that's the thing isn't it i mean aunt martha is crazy do you know what her occupation was supposedly a doctor no she was not (laughs) apparently and and i read this on a couple of things they said that that was her her um occupation i was like no fucking way doc there's no way an insane woman at the level of insanity that she had uh, i don't know whether it was psychopathy or she was but it would be perfect I, I that she was a know. doctor because it would mean that she could have gotten away with it. She could have got Peter out of the hospital. She could have, yeah. I mean, yeah. She all she wanted was a little girl. Yeah, and she she forced a little boy into doing Christ knows what. Yeah. You see at the end. So let's go to the end. Yeah, with the kid. So, so you've got. You find out the big reveal that Angela is a natural fact. Peter. Peter. Um, And Angela is missing at this point. And the camp counsellors are looking for her because of Ricky. That's why. Because they found Ricky. Ricky's all right. He's just unconscious. But they're looking for Angela. And Angela is sitting there with Peter. Bearing in mind, is it Peter? Is that who the little boy called? Yeah, Paul. Paul. Sitting with Paul. Bearing in mind, she is very angry at him. Yeah, because he'd obviously gone off with Judy and kissed Judy, so she was still very angry and very sore about that whole thing. I'm choking on a nut. <laughs> Don't do that. Mm. Um, so what you see is they yeah, keep going. find her sat on the beach and you see her hair and her back and mm. you see some legs and you and just you see, see what looks like she's stroking. That's what you, it looks like she's doing, isn't it? She's stroking some hair. She's just stroking some hair and she's singing away. Yeah. Like, and she ain't got a care in the world. And then she stands up <laughs> and turns around. Oh, no. 
No, no, that's not the Oh, guess. no, the head, the head first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She stands up and the fucking head rolls the other way because yeah. she's ripped the fucker off. That's what you get, Paul. That's yeah. what you get for kissing somebody else. You get your head ripped off. Bit, bit of an extreme reaction, but it's an Angela reaction all the same. Mm. Um, yes, and, and yes. Angela stands up. So Angela then stands up and the head rolls off and then Angela slowly turns around and in all of cinema, I don't recall ever seeing a full male nude scene. For as long as it is. As well, that just lingers. Like you say, it is a it, long shot. This what this movie does best. It long shots everything. Well, and you So you see Angela standing in as as she is and male the, from the neck down male from the neck down that is not um felissa rose that is not her body that was the one condition her mom said yeah no so yeah. wanted her to wear a suit with the penis and she said no they wanted her to wear a strap on yes that was one of the ones i saw and i was like she's 13 yes no. and her mom her mom knew like her mom obviously knew I think her mum knew she was uh, unfortunately signed something that she may, she may not uh, may. Oh my God, I talk. She shouldn't have done it. Yeah, but she she was there. Yeah. She was always there. She was there at the set. She was there right next to her. She never left her daughter's side. Good on you, fucking mum. Good on yeah, you. And well, Felicity is such a fucking charming woman. I love that woman. Well, this is the thing about Ed French that did the. Um, did all of the sculpting and everything for the film. Mm -hmm. He um, was asked, and he was working on, at the time, male genitalia. He was doing an actual full-on cod piece nice. for her to wear. Mm -hmm. When he got the call to say, uh, no, that's not happening anymore. We need to um, rethink this. And he was like, I've never been so glad not to have to look at a dick in such detail up close when I'm I'm planting when I'm like putting hairs in and you know I'm sculpting and he said it was just like I got to a point where I was just like this feels so wrong he said there was yeah. something that felt inherently wrong about it whilst I was doing it um but Ed French himself he's quite a big special effects artist and people don't realize how much he's done he's done a lot of tv work uh he did mm. Buffy he did Buffy he did uh Supernatural and Westworld, he worked on Ooh, all those. Is he worth adding to the man behind the maker? Maybe, because he recently did uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Fuck off. But his biggest to date is Terminator 2. Judgment I think, Day. I think we should add him to the list. That's a hell of that. That, that, is a, that movie is a, is a... Yeah. You could have just said that and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, let's get him to the list. Because there is some fucking work in that. That movie is everything, and it still stands up today to me, and it doesn't oh. look janky, and it doesn't look terrible. I still, every time I watch it, I still go, how the fuck did they do that in 1992? You know, you're just like, I can't, it doesn't compute with me that anytime, it was that good. Anytime someone in my family goes, have you seen such and such, I've got, have you seen this boy? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this boy? Have you seen this boy? I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. honest. It's so it still holds up. I think that would be a good one to go over, man behind the makeup, because that is some hell of a credentials. And this is for all. Yes, we've. we've I mean, we should also talk about Angela's face. Yes, because Ed did something with her face. Yes, that is not her jaw. Now, no. 
if you've seen if you've not seen sleepaway camp i would bet my bottom dollar or bottom pound coin because i'm english to that you have seen the image of yeah. felissa rose's face at the yeah. end of this movie where her jaw oh god am i gonna be able to do it yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. I think the eyes. and it's the eyes are just so yeah. big and her mouth is like it's extended it's like brought down what the fuck is with the demon noises i'm still not sure what that was all about but i know that the gentleman that played the naked body had a mask they made a mask a plaster cast it was originally plaster cast then they realized that of felicia's face then they realized that that wasn't going to work in the way they needed it to because the man that they needed to cast a needed to be the size of a 13 year old over 18 to do the full naked shot mm-hmm. he had to have small enough features to be able to fit the mask on because obviously she was tiny so they mm. needed it to look so they made felice's face mask that's in the final cut out of potato chips and nice. then yeah and dental um you know like plaster when they make molds out of dental plaster so that whole mask mm. where it's static is made out of those then painted but they did do splicing shots of felicia uh, felicia just doing the face yeah yeah so, felicia can actually do the the mouth now yeah yeah and she does it if you ask her at a convention she will quite happily take a photograph with you her fucking jaw must kill and um, but she is she is very appreciative of where she came from yeah. um in the industry and she will quite happily take a photograph i'm talking like i know her yeah she did a huge talk for the love of horror uh back in 2019 20, was it 2021 it'll be 2021 was, it'll be yeah. the year i wasn't there yeah she was on stage was whilst i was i was queuing for yes you were yeah i was, was queuing the... to meet the monster squad and uh she was having a q a with ben i think ben fenlon on the stage um i think it was ben that was doing the q a for that one it might have been Neil. yeah i was i was but, there um, it was just the sunday i was there yeah and uh, i was queuing up for um the monster squad go back and watch that one um mm. but <laughs> i was queuing up for that and i remember hearing a lot a lot of the, they were showing freeze frames and stuff of the movie obviously all family friendly freeze frames but um and she was talking about like the process and how she had to go a long time telling everybody she was a biological female because mm-hmm. at the time no one understood the fact that that was a mask on a man they thought yeah. it was felicia rose felicia rose standing there but naked yeah it was not it was not she it was, was 13. Not. 13. I still generally can't understand the demonic noises that comes out of her <laughs> um because it's like you does it not make you think at the end oh she's being possessed i like, did have a moment is this what it means like but i thought I it was know. two things i thought it, it was either that you could interpret it as that i suppose or the fact that she just finally had that mental break and almost animalistic yeah the noises it had gone whatever it was that told her i mean obviously she'd been killing everybody up until this point but (laughs) this was a big this was a big thing because she was revealing who she really was Mm -hmm. and she just decapitated somebody as well i mean and sat with him and was cradling him and and like i know to this day the guy that played her body double never has been named because he he 
at 18 he was he had to get pissed to do that scene he had to get really drunk um because he was just over 18 and that was it and he just needed some money from college and mm-hmm. so he came to do the job um but mm-hmm. he's uncredited you'll never he, no one knows who he is other than the directors or the paycheck people um the paycheck but yeah, people that, here's your paycheck naked boy <laughs> yeah um but yeah I think that's kind of like a, a, a big deal you know the fact that the anonymity has stayed with that man for 40 years and yeah. he's never once come out and gone hiya that was me I don't need to yeah I don't need to I don't need to have that notoriety no nah. I generally don't understand for the life of me why I love this movie as much as I do because I it's don't. fucking bizarre it's so bizarre it's almost like but it but there's so much more worse in horror there really is like so much more bizarreness in horror yet this just kind of stuck with us and I remember watching it for the first time and I was like wow this is it's another one of my birthday films well when you look at it at the time you had all the Friday the 13th were coming out from seven uh from 80 onwards mm. then you had um like the burning the burning was 81 that was my first horror film I ever saw the cropsy one so you had the burning with the shears um and you had the <laughs> there was just camp horror after camp horror after camp horror coming out at that time and they were all very man with a machete man with some cutters do you know what i mean they were all very yeah. formulaic um whilst they all were great in their own rights and i'm not taking any thing away from all those movies this was a multitude of kills not done by a stabby stab stab it's it's yeah. you know they were inventive kills they were unique kills um they were mixed up as well so it technically isn't a slasher in the traditional it's sense not. of a slasher um she's not classed as she's not classed as like a machete wielding or knife wielding she's um she's a serial killer that's the thing so she would then <sighs> technically Angela belongs in your sort of Patrick Bateman American psycho delusion we know Angela did it <laughs> but you know when you're trying to I get what you her, mean you know I do because she's not she's not your typical Michael she's not your typical no. Jason for that time and when it comes to I've never seen the burning and it's twice that it's been brought up they were talking about it at um the podcast on Friday yeah. Cropsy is one of my he will always I might stay watch with me. that at the weekend because I've got nothing to fucking do this weekend. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. I think it's like three ninety nine to rent it, but um, you might find it on YouTube. I too. find other ways. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, cropsy, and it's got the guy who played the Indian chap oh, in, yeah. and it's also got um, you know, in is it that one? Is Rick Wakeman. You know, Pretty Woman. Hmm the Richard Gere's best mate in that yeah Jason Alexander him in he's Sackfeld. in that he's in it he's he's in the burning and he's only Fisher about Stevens is in yeah, it Fisher Stevens yeah I went blank on his name but yeah if, those two are in it and and it's like you see them knows, at the youngest if nobody knows who Fisher Stevens is mm. he is the doctor from Friends who Phoebe goes out with and she ends up leaving him because he hates all of her friends. Like he probably yeah. rips into all the friends. But he is also the guy who did the documentary Burn Bright Lights with Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds just before they died. Really? It was, yeah, it was Fisher Stevens who 
directed it. It's because a beautiful I went, documentary. I went my entire life thinking Fisher Stevens was an Indian gentleman because of Short Circuit. And oh, then yeah. when I found out it was, for want of a better word, whitewashing, um, <laughs> I was shocked. And I, I don't mean that like it made me go, oh, my God, I'm appalled and disgusted. I was just like, wow, I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly would have laid money because that was my bringing up and the only. Yeah. Um, uh, you don't know any different at that point. No, my only frame of reference to Fisher Stevens was him playing a very like Apu style. Yeah gentleman and then um when it came out I, I mean i'd seen the burning but never put him and put him to, together. Yeah, together yeah and, i think uh, i'm gonna watch yeah. that at the weekend because like i say it's the second time it's been brought up um to us and it's like i was I've, obviously i've heard of it yeah um but never never thought oh i'll go and give that a watch because <laughs> it was referenced with this as well because it's yeah. part of that genre and you would see you you, you in the wheelhouse of horror um sleepaway camp is going to sit in the slasher genre yeah just is just is but technically she's a serial killer with a, just a really petty grudge let's be honest angela doesn't have the, the justification no. for angela's killing is really fucking petty it is yeah it's not like jason's where jason's like you know these kids they, they let a fucking kid die like their negligence allowed a kid to die they just, three kids just, kick Sandida. It's just people being mean to her. I know. Like, if you can't take the heat, don't go to the fucking camp. But I think that's the thing. She has no um, coping skills or she doesn't have any... She's always been told to be someone else, Angela, by yeah. her aunt. You know, Peter has been told that he's Angela. Peter's been told that he has to wear dresses peter's been told that he has to behave a certain way so peter's never dealt with the fact that he's lost his sister because he becomes his sister ah, it's got to be all sorts of and it, it, honestly i think that he has no ability to a be sociable b interact like someone who hasn't gone through the trauma that he's gone through mm -hmm. you know so you know pushy disgusting weird aunt and yeah. the loss of his father and his sister um never had time to process that shit um yeah. before he's stuck in a dress and told him called him angela you know yeah so psychologically <sighs> i think i understand that he just broke yeah oh god yeah that's so, a snap moment yeah you don't fucking take someone's that's the most brutal <laughs> apart from the kids with the fucking hatchet that it's like it's leading up like all of yeah. them are kind of leading up to this big massive crescendo mm. of just ripping this poor kid's head off because he kissed another girl because he kissed another girl um i do generally hope people go out and watch this and i know yeah. that like you you've had the ending spoiled and there's no fucking way we could have talked about sleepaway camp without talking about the ending but i do urge you to watch it i watched yeah. like i said i watched it in that cinema and the whole place eruption in laughter and then this talk of, film on reference to today back going back it really know? is and it's okay to laugh as well yeah because it, i i learned in this because when you're at home you're kind of like oh cringe but should i should i be laughing at this should i like yeah you should 
yes. laugh at it. Laugh okay. at it because it's fucking hilarious. Um, I have no more in Sleepaway Camp. I know there's a whole big fucking franchise of Sleepaway Camp, but yeah. I am not interested in any no. of the others apart from the first one. Anyone that said that they've watched the subsequent ones afterwards, what a lot of people don't know is that a certain very famous singer of the 80s sister ended up playing Angela in yeah, the movie. It's not Felicity, it's not Felicity no. Rose throughout the whole thing, is it? No, uh, it's Bruce Springsteen's little sister, Pamela Springsteen. Mm-hmm. She ended up playing Angela, and they when it got to the second movie, I think they said that she'd had gender reassignment surgery at that point so she was technically uh, a woman so there was no need for the shocked it just lost it you didn't need this is a one franchise that i will definitely say did not need a sequel it could have been a one and done one the and sequels done. from two to five made no sense because the reveal was there there was no need for anything else. You, no. How do you move on from that? You can't. So get in the bin. I mean, bin. Nah. bin. Fucking get in. Nope. Totally agree with you. Got absolutely no interest. It's not, I have never gone looking for them. I don't really want to. No. I am more than happy for this just to be where it is yeah. in my life. And I, I know that <laughs> she was only paid five grand in 1983 for the part. Oh. Which translates to around 15 grand by today's standards. Which, when you look at that, considering the movie made in the box office, 11 million in 1983, which equates to 33.9 million today. And it literally was in the top, uh, I think it was the top of the box office on its opening weekend. Fuck. In America, in New York, that is a big thing to do for a horror movie, especially an indie horror movie, uh, which it was. It very much was. Yeah, I mean that 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 to me is absolutely nuts. I do, I do know that when it was released on VHS in the UK, it wasn't called Sleepaway Camp. Go on. They released it as called Nightmare Vacation, which I found bizarre because a we don't use the word vacation. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a vacation. It's a trip to camp. Um, it was a summer camp. A uh, camp Anawawa. I can't even see it. <laughs> Anawa. Anawa. So that one got me, and I was just like, "That doesn't." No, no. no. I've only ever known it as sleepaway camp. I've never known it as anything different. Sleepaway. Yeah. No. No. I don't know. We don't. We we are not American. We don't no. call our holidays fucking holiday camp. Happy campers, happy holidays. It's the same nightmare at Butlins. Um, <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? Yes, yes, first hand knowledge. I can. <laughs> I have laughed so much in this episode, my voice is gone. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, there's only one more thing. I know that yeah. it's been parodied a lot in a lot of comedy skits now, more so, you know, in the last sort of decade or so, because Robot Chicken even did a scene. They didn't. <laughs> Seth Green was like, they, they did the whole thing where she turned around and she was like, nah, and they put a big censored bar across. And yeah, so Robot Chicken, you've even done a, a little skit about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the kill count, there were 12 oh. deaths in total. Yeah. But Angela was only responsible for 10 of the kills. So Jason still, still. reigns supreme. 
as from last week. Sorry, Claude. Sorry, Claude. He's a very close second, is Claude. But it's not. I I was saying this the other day that because I could finally talk about it when we did the. I say the other day. A few weeks ago now. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the future. Um. When I did the charity, I was explaining on the charity podcast stream that um, Jason is now reign supreme yeah. over our Lord and Saviour, Claude Reigns. <laughs> but he had to do that in a multitude of films. Yes. Claude did it in one. Yeah. 12 movies, Jason got to the 148. He's still, I was still classing because that's what we said we would do, you know, kill yeah. count across the board and Jason still... 148 across 12 films and Claude manages 142 in one. The number keeps going up for Claude. It's 128. (laughs) Is it 128? Okay, 128. I look at a lot of numbers. I'm sure we've both done that before, but it keeps creeping up. I think we're just adding people in at this point. It is like 128 because it's like 100 on the bus and the rest of them either off screen or on screen. Yeah. Well, he's still not far behind. No, not at all. Not at all. So, but he is still at the moment our reigning champ. Well done, Jason. No, I'm like honestly, you know, Jason one of my favorite characters, but it's still he was there for so long. Yeah, so long. Yeah. Um, are we all done with Sleepaway Camp? I will say so. I think that this is a film that, if you watch it, it will make you laugh make you go what the f-? make, make you, you go did things. they do that do you know what it'll do it'll bring a de- it'll bring an interesting conversation to the dinner table i'll put it that way <laughs> yeah that it will that, it, that will. It, will. It, it will it will i always find movies like that like excellent like tusk for example yeah fucking that's crazy but you can have a really good conversation with someone about that movie because it does get you thinking and it does get your your mind going as to what the fuck have I just witnessed? And you can say the same about Sleepaway Camp. What the fuck did I just witness? Did I did I generally just see a pedalo on screen? <laughs> did that actually happen? That a yeah. 70-year-old was having a relationship with an 18-year-old? Yep. And did she just stick that curl in iron where I think she did? Absolutely. Like these are questions that you can have all your Sunday dinner. <laughs> <laughs> if you are so inclined. If you are. Now, again, for next week, which um, I don't know. Listeners, uh, viewers, do you know? Uh, no, because this is the end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we have had to we have had to do some pre-records, some so I'm shuffling about because mm-hmm. one little lady is on her jolly bobs. Yes. So because... we are we are not announcing our list just yet. No. But know that we're heading towards the C word. And um, Dan's most hated time of the year. It's not my favourite, but I will swallow it for you guys. Yes. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) So I know we've got some cracking ones coming up. Yeah. We do. To cross the whatever that is. Okay. Got to that point now. At that point, to the, cross flippy, the, the flippy cross fluffy the, side, the wavy side, the Wayne's World side. I don't know what you're doing with your hands. Yeah, to cross the line between horror and seasonal movies, shall we say. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. 
we're actually like i know that we on the sunday podcast don't and will not be doing anything covering the c word this year because it just doesn't work doesn't work no. but we as horror fans have a couple of little gems that we would like to yeah. do before we end for the year and have a little ditty break before we are back in the new year i can't believe we are getting ready to talk about we are having a break to come back on the new year i cannot believe we are nearly at like where we're right. at in the year i'm gonna say something so mm. happy six months of the podcast <gasps> Ooh. today is episode 26 which marks six months of the podcast wow thank so, you yeah and that's one a week for 26 weeks which puts us at, at bat slap bang in the middle for being on now for six months wow and you did all you've worked all that out with all the rejigs and the jingling juggling about oh i did for certain oh so this will be get, episode 26 so yeah. get this there was a question given on one of the quizzes for the discord people how many episodes has there been of monsters what number did i give the one we've recorded at what number was the actual one the one that they have seen <laughs> I was like, I fuck it. No, I'm not. I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong because we have recorded so many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but as of today, as of this one going out, we have done six months worth of monsters. Wowza. Yeah. Wow. Thank you to everyone who either watches on YouTube, yep. listens to us on Spotify and iTunes, which goes up every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Go, uh, uh, the, the, the episode goes oh, I was getting there I did start like yeah the episode goes up every Tuesday on iTunes and Spotify or certain other podcasts and platforms I generally don't know but I'm sure them two are the the big ones yeah. so if you can like share and subscribe on the YouTube video give us a heart and a thumbs up and you can leave comments on Spotify as well let us know that you listen. Let us know if you've got any questions. Just let us know if you generally like us. Don't not tell us that you hate us. I do not want to read that shit on there. Um, what else to do? What else to do? What else? What else? That's it. Is that it? That's it. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah. YouTube, iTunes. Wow. Back episodes. Hey. Yeah. Do it. There's 26 of them now, including this one. So go back. We've got the creature. Of the black lagoon we've got predator we've got uh xenomorphs we've got or xenomorphs depending where you come from yeah uh we've got jason we've got a godzilla episode Fuck, we've i forgot done... we did that yeah godzilla with jakey jake and mm -hmm. then we've got like oh my god we've done so many we've done so many um it's starting to get like the sunday one where i generally can't remember what it is we've done <laughs> and it's a good job one of us is organized one of us yeah i mean we've got like what have we had what else have we got I just have a quick... well, it's, it's got the back catalog we're just going to go the back catalog we've done creature of the black lagoon godzilla the wolf mm. man oh, yeah Z xenomorph the invisible Xenomorph. man chucky ah! and tiffany yes. phantom of the opera <gasps> predator with uh creature of the black tattoo yeah Pennywise, chucky and with tiffany was Paul. with features and scream Pennywise yep. was with Paul. Um, then we did a get to know us episode because we you know did. we like to share. And then uh we did Jigsaw, we've done the Bride of Frankenstein, we've even done Bagul from Sinister. We've even gone down that route. We actually yes. did that. That that happened, people. That was an it episode. <laughs> we've got two parts of the Tom Savini, uh, Man Behind the Makeup. 
talking now? We did the thing with uh, Mike Kell from the Geek Asylum. Um, yeah, our friend Mike. And then we've done the Monster Squad. We've done the Mummy, Leatherface. We did Man Behind the Monsters with Gary Oldman. We've done Hannibal, Jason. At this point, we've done Idle Hands, Trick or Treat, and Pet Cemetery. And here we are at Sleepaway Camp. 26 episodes. Holy fucking shit. And you all think that, right, they're just getting all these big players out and then they're <laughs> going to have no fucking content. You have no idea <laughs> no. what we have planned for next year. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. Is mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to do next year for sure. Yeah, and yeah. There'll this be a is lot like of people on next year as well. Yeah, this is kind of like being the. I want to say like our pilot in a way, like our yeah. test, like our finding our feet, our finding our audience, our finding our structure to then go fucking balls to the wall <laughs> next year and fuck <laughs> it all up <laughs> and create something completely different. But no, we have. You think because we've done all these big players that that's it. It really, I promise you people, it really isn't. And the only way you're going to find out is by subscribing to YouTube, hitting the notification bell so you can get reminded when episodes are coming out. Look, see, added something new. And getting on iTunes and Spotify and also following Dan's page, Bleeding Marvellous and Nerdy Up North. On all your socials and all that business. All your socials. The Monster Socials will be expanding next year as well, so be on the lookout for that. But that is more to come. We are still... Yes. Where are we now? Are we in November? We are in November. We're in November. Yeah. Just have to keep reminding myself where I actually am. <laughs> yeah. Not currently, but as of the podcast, yeah, we're in November. We're in November. So, yeah, more on that to come. So thank you, everyone, for watching. And stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Ah! <laughs>